few years ago, um, my son, my our oldest son, we have four four children, two older girls, two younger boys, and the younger boys are not young anymore. But um, my oldest son, David, um, and I were in the Philippines, and um, we went for two weeks to do an evangelistic tour of the Philippines, uh, two islands in, in specifically, um, with a letter that um, the then newly saved, if I remember right, president of the Philippines had written to an evangelist who was heading this up, allowing teams to go into public schools in the Philippines and stop the classroom teaching and give the gospel for 20 minutes. And we could just go from classroom to classroom to classroom to classroom. Then we, then we'd change schools and go to another. So, uh, and it was so hot. It was just uh, sweltering, humid, hot. Um, and so we would get in the van before we, you know, we'd go through the classroom, get the van and in the van were um, folks from primarily from Singapore and Malaysia. And then my son and myself from the U.S. And uh, and as we would travel, almost without fail, they would start singing. And they sang one song over and over and over. And that was, Be Thou My Vision. And um, so after a few times, I thought, I asked them, I said, uh, why do you sing that song? It's an old song. And these were mainly young people. I said, uh, why do you sing that song? And they said, well, that's our evangelism song. Huh, be thou my vision. And they said, Jesus has transformed us. We want others to see the same Jesus that has transformed us. And so they sang, be thou my vision. And uh, they just kept it before them. So, a couple of days ago, I was reading and I ran across this verse in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 25. 1 Peter 2, 25. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned to the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Now, I'll tell you why that grabbed my heart. Um, it mainly is because of the verses that, that leads up to that text. But think of this, the context of this is masters, masters and servants, servants and masters. And then after this, it is husbands and wives. And it's as if Peter were saying the only way that masters and servants can function and husbands and wives can function is the person of Jesus. The person and work of Jesus is the fuel and the transformation that allows these things to happen. So look at these verses beginning in verse 21 and just, if you will, just enjoy kind of walking through this, this landscape of first Peter um, verse two, uh, chapter two and verse 21 for even hereunto were ye all called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin. Now think of this, be thou my vision. Think of this Peter, <laughs> Peter, um, the one who lived with Christ for three years or so. He observed Christ closely. 
his eyes had been filled up with Jesus, and now he's thinking of this crucified and risen Christ, and he's thinking, who did no sin? Full vision of who Christ is and full vision of who Peter is. Um, Neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, this is Jesus, be thou my vision, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. Now, remember who's talking. (laughs) This is impetuous Peter. This is quick to speak Peter. And when he had suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who in his own self, who's this? Jesus, be thou my vision. Who in his own self bear our sins. And the word bear there has to do with endured, endured the weight of our sins on his own body. I'm just wondering, even at this point, as Peter's writing this, if he's thinking through his denial, thinking of his there at the at the high priest's home, as even as Jesus looked at him and caught Peter, caught Peter's gaze. I wonder if Peter's thinking. I'm thinking through that denial of my Savior who and, and the sin, my sin that he bore. Um, maybe even at this point, he's thinking, in my unfaithfulness, Jesus is always faithful. And the vision of Christ is just filling Peter's sight as he's writing these words. In his own body on the tree, that we being dead... <laughs> um, and this has to do in the in the Greek has to do with breaking us away from our sins. So we are dead to sins. Jesus has disconnected us from our Adamic sin. Jesus has connected us from everything that would send us to hell. Um, being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Wow. In this vision of Peter, vision of Jesus, he's saying it's not only that Jesus has broken us away from our sin, he is fueling us to live for righteousness. We should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye are healed, which is just going all the way back to Isaiah 53. And uh, I, I just I just see if Peter could have been in that van in the Philippines, he would have joined in and maybe even was weeping as he's thinking, be thou my vision. Jesus, you're everything. You are everything. And so with that background, look at verse 25 again. For ye were as sheep going astray, like continually wandering. No idea where you were or who you're, where you're going. You were as sheep going astray, but are now returned, converted to the shepherd and bishop, the shepherd, the one who's, who, who puts his arms and leads you the right direction. Bishop is talking about a guardian, um, a, a defender, the shepherd and bishop of your soul. So here's a thought. This is a, the pec, the picture of a shepherd and sheep probably would mean a lot to Peter. Um, he had heard Jesus teach about the good shepherd 
in John 10. He had even denied the shepherd. But then in mercy, Jesus, be thou my vision, Jesus, had commanded him to tend his sheep as a shepherd. John 21. (laughs) So Peter is just filled up with Jesus. And so as he's thinking about servants and masters, it's got to be filled up with Jesus. Husbands and wives, filled up with Jesus. But then we need to be filled up with Jesus' vision as we seek to lead others to Christ. Because what we're doing as we're praying, as we're praying for revival and awakening, we're praying that people will see Jesus. And Jesus will draw them to himself. Oh, that's going to transcend any emotional experience. That's going to transcend any oppression that might come to them. The vision of Jesus is transforming. We want people in our cities and churches, in our own lives, in our countries, to see Jesus. So could we pray today even that... um, that people would know this Jesus. This is not in an academic way, although that's okay, but in an experiential way, in a personal way, even in a generational way that it doesn't stop with us. It goes to our kids. Be thou my vision.